Welcome to Ridge to Ridge Outdoors podcast. We talk hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. Ridge to Ridge Outdoors is based out of Temecula, California, and we want to share the knowledge gained through the ups and downs of Southern California hunting. Through this podcast, we hope to inspire the youth to get outdoors, help fellow hunters find success, and bring awareness to the issues facing our community today. Help us spread the word and get our community on the map for the level of skill and determination it takes our outdoors men and women to get it done in Southern California. Get serious and my group goes down to like three or four inches at 60 and I, with, with five arrows. And I don't know how I can do that where just I can just get my heart, my, I get my jitters and everything. And, and you just focus, bro. Yeah, a- absolutely. But I, I can't get, I can't teach people to do no, that. No, no. So, I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. I literally, when I took that, so when I was in Utah a couple of weeks ago, um, when I was in Utah a couple of weeks ago, uh, I had that elk come in on me or, you know, we were in there and, and when I took the shot on that cow mm-hmm. that, uh, it came in at 71 yards and I had that pin fixed at 60 mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I made a bonehead call, but that arrow flew as straight as any arrow I've ever thrown. Yeah. Like it was a perfect shot. The placement was wrong, but it was just a perfect shot. And I was on my knees. Dude, I had my pulse went through the roof. Like I felt it in my neck. You know what I mean? You feel it. Like you literally feel it. It's a physical reaction you get when you when you get a real animal in front of you. It's what happens, you know? Yeah. And uh I drew back. I beeped her, I took a breath, and I had to, like, stop and take one more. I wish I would have took two more deep breaths. Can I just say, you just put your arms up like you're going to shoot your bow. You have a freaking wingspan, dude. dude. I, know. I know, man. Jeez, what do you have, like a 37-inch draw? I wish, bro. I'd get, like, 400 <laughs> FPS out of this home, bitch. You know what I'm saying? No, uh, I, I got a – Bruce said it was 31, or or I've always thought I had 31, but he I got a pretty short D-loop on my bow, and it's maxed out at 31-inch draw. So wow. I'm pretty close to 31. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, when you just – yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's out there, you know, yeah. and that's what I always tell everybody too. For me, like John, John hangs a bunch of weight off his doinkers. Mm-hmm. A, a bow weight for me is different for a bow weight for you. What's your draw? Uh, 27. Okay. So if your bow weighs six pounds complete mm-hmm. with a quiver or eight pounds, right? Whatever. Just say it was eight pounds. Mm-hmm. You're hanging your bow out there, right? And if you put an eight pound bow in my hand, because my draws longer leverage, you know, mm-hmm. it's just. I have more weight at the end of my hand than you do. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's harder. I don't know how. I I don't really know what I'm saying. I'm basically telling right, okay, you. Okay, I'll boil, I'll boil it down to you. Okay, so what, what Brandon's trying to say is because his the weight that is in his hands, it's the same same weight as in John's hands or my right. hands. Um, but what happens is it changes the, the, the torque on his shoulder yeah. because of the length of the yeah. fulcrum. So it feels like it's more weight than what yeah, it actually exactly. is. It's, it's actually applying more force right. onto your shoulder and onto your back right. than, say, something that I would be carrying. It's like, imagine changing a, changing a tire with a, a tire iron that's too short or too long. The right. amount of force that you put in on the end of that tire iron directly translates to the amount of torque that you right. have on that on that nut or bolt. Right. And because of that, he's throwing arrows at 1,000 feet per second. <laughs> yeah. Well, ultimately. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is, dude, I, I mean, when I get my bow set up, I can mm-hmm. hang it out there and it feel more weight in your bow is not a bad thing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like I can just sink those pins and they just sit, they sit well and, and I can shoot my bow really well, but mm-hmm. it was just what? the placement, man. Yeah. Cause you, I've, I've, I talked to you. We, we both had 
Well, uh, so there, I had a whole network. I, I would like this elk hunt. Like it was rad because you guys were up there. Yeah. And then uh, my buddy uh, Spencer Lillywhite. I don't know if you know who he is. Is that that guy that shot that tar? No, 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 no. That's the that's the the uh, fish fish pervert, fishy pervert. Um, uh, yeah, that, that guy's that <laughs> I, guy's badass. What a hand, Matt. I know, right? His name is Matt. But yeah, that's his name. He, dude, like I fo- I was following that guy when watching that story, and that was that was amazing. But uh, no, Spencer Lillywhite. If you don't know him, you should know his socks. Like his his he wears tan socks, dude. I give him crap about his socks. Like. <laughs> He hit me up the other day. He said he was going back up to uh, to Montana to, or Idaho to finish off his elk hunt. He's going back for another week. And and uh, he sent me a picture of his socks. And I was like, well, just hold your socks up. That'll kill it. Oh, because it's killing me, man. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> but I like it. So Spencer was up in Idaho. I had my other buddy up in Montana. Uh, you guys were up. Yeah. Um, what was it? South Slope. And then, yeah. and then Visser was up in South Slope or North Slope. And I was like connect, connecting with all you guys and like, just relaying information to all you guys like they're bugling they're not bugling they're bugling they're not bugling they're moving they're not moving it's too hot it's too cold like what's weather up and it it was such a rad trip like like to stay busy and like it it was rad because we were all kind of like even like you were talking to me before you came up and i was like dude you guys are stoked like right like we're we're seeing the weather's gonna change on on sunday monday and Mm -hmm. you guys are coming up for the cold yeah it was 95 degrees during the day when we were hunting it was brutal i think it got like 87 down in town it was damn near 100 yeah but oh then it was, get up on the mountain it was like 87 for the most of, we got some cold days we actually had a below freezing night but dude unfortunately mm-hmm. man for whatever reason the elk just weren't talking i don't know if it was public land we didn't run into a hunter per se like on the trail like we saw him on the road going up the mountain and stuff but mm-hmm. where we camped we literally just left camp and got on the trail and went like we the trailhead was probably 300 feet 100 yards from our camp oh wow. so nice. we camped right next to it was perfect right so mm-hmm. It, they they weren't talking and uh, we were in just like you said earlier like if it was a gun hunt mm-hmm. rifle hunt done deal first day yep done deal for the first four days mm-hmm. and then we didn't see anything for three days and then we saw oh your gal's home oh no no that's that's my my buddy oh okay uh anyways we didn't see anything for the three days mm-hmm. and that was after the cold front too man and mm-hmm. um it just worked out that I ended up getting an opportunity and. Yeah. It still didn't hear not one bugle the entire time we were out there. Yeah. I mean, we were out there, man. It wasn't like we were 10 feet off the road. I mean, we put in close to 50 miles in eight days, dude, nine yeah. days or something like that. So we were beating, we were putting miles on the bush and we weren't, we weren't beating brush per se either. Like mm-hmm. we just had to walk or hike to get to the elk to where they were. Yeah. So that's it. I don't know, man. It, I find my elk hunt was a hundred percent success with, you know, I, I went to a unit I didn't know. Right. Absolutely. And I got on elk. I shot an elk. It just wasn't it just wasn't meant it, to be, bro. It was I I felt your pain when you I mean, I know you felt my pain too cuz I had uh, I mean, and, and and I guess this is this is pretty key for especially for for new hunters is that is that like, you know, I I practice all the time. Yeah. I practice messed up shots all mm-hmm. the time. I I you know, I when I do these shoots like, you know, I I have me and my buddy, my buddy Andrew, and uh, my buddy Riley. My buddy Riley will come out and work with me, and we will set up shots. Like I'll, I'll, I have all these ideas for shots. I'm like, all right, you guys come out, and they'll they'll shoot some arrows, or I'll shoot some arrows, and and just trying to be in shape for this the whole time. And 
everything has got to be so perfect. And and uh, when I got my shot at my elk this year, and um, it had, we were we it was raining. We had rain gear on. We were in a spot. We're in a perfect spot. And it stopped raining. And right when it right when it stopped raining. The wind switch, just not even enough to where you would think that anything 30 yards away from you could smell you, but it switched right. just barely. And when they came out, they were looking right through us. They, they could see us and, and we didn't even get a shot off, but they took off running. You know, the, the mama cow barked at us and uh, there were four elk, so they hauled ass. And then we're sitting there like me and Andrew are both just like, dude, what happened? Like, did the wind switch, the wind switch. We got to move. We got to move. Right. And so we take off our rain jackets, tuck them. We put on our jackets because it's cold. Uh, you know, it was, it was evening and it, it like the, we were all kind of wet and everything. So put on my jacket and I like normally what I do when I put on my jacket is I put it, pull it over my release. Cause yeah. I have the, I have the wrist release, right. the strap. And so I pull it over my release while I didn't do that. And I just put on my jacket, put on my backpack, grabbed my bow. Andrew did the same thing. And we ran across the meadow. We straight ran across this meadow. We got over there. I dropped my backpack. I set my bow down. And as I'm going as I'm going to take a knee, I look at Andrew and he's got his backpack on still. Hasn't even got his backpack off. And here comes another elk. Oh. And so and, and this is where like you know, like you learn so much every time, every time you have any kind of encounter with, yeah. with any deer or elk or whatever. I, I was sitting there, I was in the wide open and it, it was in the wide open. We were just eye to eye and it wasn't looking at me. And so I just turned, my body was contorted. I was like, I practice this all the time. I knocked my arrow, draw back. And as I'm drawn back, I'm trying to find my ring to ring and I can't find, I'm like, what the, and so I'm moving my head and I got my anchor set still and I'm moving my head and and so i finally find my ring to ring and i'm looking and i let my arrow go and it went so hard left now the elk was like was like um the her head was to the right and she was on a hill at a steep angle so when i let it go it, the arrow went hard left and it just grazed over her back i'm pretty I'm, i know it cut her but it didn't it, like it just grazed off her back yeah and so she hauled ass up the mountain out of the canyon you know, that's, let's the, it's, it, it's still, it's going to eat at me yeah, forever. Yeah, of course. You know, it always will. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out how I missed. And my buddy Andrew said, I look like a, I, I turned pale white. Like I look like a ghost. Like he, he was like, what happened? And I was like, looking, I'm like, I don't know. And I like looked at my release and my jet, when I put my jacket on my jacket, had pulled my release so far up my arm that mm -hmm. the trigger wasn't where yeah. it was supposed yeah. to be. Exactly. And, Form and was off. Oh man. This is the kind of stuff that like, like, you know, like you, you try to plan for and everything, and but when it comes down to the heat of the moment, like everything's got to be so perfect. Yep. And the little, the littlest thing will get you. Like, yeah. And and for that to happen, like I, I'm like, I was so depressed. I sent Bruce a text that that night, and I was like, I missed. Like I I I I, I missed, dude. Like I, I I like didn't hurt the animal bad. You know, just a graze. I gave her a haircut. But I missed, and he like texted back, and he wrote, "So what you're saying is you're a bow hunter." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, he's good." Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's <laughs> it. exactly, I, man. I felt a little bit better, but like uh, me and Andrew sitting there talking, and Aunt, like you know, Andrew had had a moment he where 
his shot got busted. And I, I won't really go into that because it was kind of not in our, in any of our control or whatever, but his shot got busted and he was so down on himself. Yeah. And that was the day before. And then the very next day I did the same thing and, and just like having each other to kind of talk, talk it through it. And then just realizing like, it was an amazing hunt. Like still had, yeah. fun. A rad still had a good experience. Yeah. Oh, so cool. You and know, it, it's just like what I do. I chalked it up too, man. I chalk it up to a great hunt for mm-hmm. me. Absolutely. Unfortunately for me, man, I did hurt my elk. Yeah. You know, it, it, it that's so hard. It's it so hard. sucks. And, and I, I kind of relate to like when Patrick yeah. shit sticked his deer last year, he was bummed, you know, yeah, he man. was, and I'm bummed too. Like, but see, this is like where I kind of draw the line. Like I look at it and I go like, they're clearly prey, right? Mm-hmm. We're predators, mm-hmm. right? If a lion Absolutely. jumps on a deer and the deer gets away, it typically doesn't get away unscathed. Yeah. Correct. Right. Wolves jump, jump a herd of elk. They, pin a bull or whatever you know and the bull gets away they're probably going to be lose loss in achilles or whatever you know they they end up hurting prey like i feel bad to an extent that i hurt that cow Mm -hmm. but i feel more bad about letting my boys down yeah letting my my wife down letting letting my old man down man he was with me the whole time on text yeah you know my old man he wanted some milk so bad patrick wanted some milk you know i wanted to be able to send you a text look at this bam you know like my buddies in camp dude we had four guys in camp and none of us got an elk right Mm -hmm. i was the only one that had an opportunity and i failed it and it's because i didn't i didn't take two more deep breaths yep because at that that pin my single pins fixed at 60 and i i didn't take the time to roll it up to 70 and i just said screw it i've shot this shot a million times on a target drew back put it on the spine and let it go well it only drops like eight inches mm-hmm. like i was thinking on a deer man i double lung it yeah <laughs> done deal it's gonna run and roll over at 60 yards i mean the arrow was perfect right up and down was off left to right was perfect and mm-hmm. i hit it high in the shoulder that's it man that's all she wrote and this is us learning <laughs> that's yeah. it man i mean i've been hunting since 1984 i know and and like you know like i could sit here and talk with you and you you might not get anything from me i'd talk with daryl sloan we could tell stories all day long i, I you're not gonna teach daryl sloan nothing no absolutely not dude um but like there's there's gonna be guys that'll hear this and then they'll, they'll say man that that's yeah. cool to hear like yeah. you know like for guys, if if guys are out there thinking that I'm I'm like the great giant killer or something, I'm I'm nothing to nobody, man. I'm I'm just lucky enough to have been hunting my whole life, right? Like that's it. That's that's all I got to offer. Like I'm I got lucky to get that deer right there, like right. like a couple of years ago. But I I have had every struggle, and I I mean, and I still battle with the peaks and valleys and the emotional you know downfalls when you're when you're like hunting and it's not going your way for so many days and it's like it's tough like like hope, hopefully guys will hear this and like you know be like yeah that's that's gonna happen yeah maybe it'll help them understand like how much you gotta really prepare for everything well patrick patrick ate it pretty hard and actually uh contemplated not continuing i yeah I when yeah. I heard that podcast and I listened to that I was like oh man this is like a, I think I was telling you guys this is like a reality TV show yeah, for me I'm like so can't wait to hear like your next hunting adventures and everything and like it, it's tough and Patrick yeah. kind of passed it back and forth too he, oh, he had issues with it's it. just one of those things that comes with the territory and you have to realize it from the beginning or wherever you're at mm-hmm. of course you're going to mature as an individual but 
you know, I think, you know, hey, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm still a young guy, but I'm an adult. I know I should know what to expect and I should know what I feel. But hunting gives you this new set of emotions that nothing else on this planet does, right. you know, and you won't know until you get there and you have to weigh it as, as an individual, whether you want to do it or not. And the opportunity that I have and the stories that I can tell via the experiences that I have, it's all worth it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know one of these days I'm going to be successful. I just got to keep grinding and yeah. grinding. Just grind. I will, I, there's plenty more lessons to learn. And yeah. oh my gosh, I'm still so hungry for it. I will. I will tell you one thing. There's there's nothing. Uh, well, so I've, I mean, I've surfed my whole life. I've, I've done a lot of traveling with surfing and everything, and competed for a while. And I will say that probably the one thing that will compare to releasing an arrow at a at a deer at a good buck or, or a, you know, at a deer would be either dropping in on a 20 foot wave or having to dive under a 20 foot closeout yeah, wave. Yeah. Like Oof. your, your heart goes through the roof. Like for me, not so much before I let the arrow go, but after you let the arrow yes. go, man, the shakes the that shakes. come in and, and, uh, who is it? Uh, just in time. Uh, one of the guys that follows me, he just did that a couple of weeks ago and, and let an arrow go clean miss. But he said the the adrenaline that kicked in afterwards, he was just like, and uh, like it's it's so rad to hear that. Like, it is when, yeah. when you get that. Like this guy, man, when he shot that deer, oh man, he was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, seven year old on Christmas, man, he was losing it. It was worse than that, man. Oh, Jesus. dude, yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's so cool, man. Like I I, I um I really want to get get into some of this where where like, uh, especially after the season, I want to start putting up like like try to do like a couple posts a month about like guys with their first deer, yeah. like even go, even go back with some, with some of the big wigs, you know, like, yeah. um, uh, even, even like, uh, you know, Bass and Rob and all those guys, yeah. and, you know, you know, like Bruce and, and, and even, I don't know if you guys, um, uh, ever go to Willow Creek archery, yeah. but like that guy, Brett, like, dude, that guy has been all over the world. Like, like he's, Brett's friend, Ed, mm-hmm. I don't, you know who Ed is? I don't think I've, I don't know. I might. So Daryl, if Daryl listens to this, he'll, he'll, he knows exactly who Ed is and he's on the forum. They call him Ed F. Okay. And, uh, dude's a killer too. Mm -hmm. Those two guys are buddies. They went up and like shot muskox last year. All that dude, it's like super cool, you know? And they're just regular guys like us. Mm -hmm. They're not some swinging D's from, you know, Houston made their riches in fucking the oil fields. You know, they're like hardworking guys. One's <laughs> yeah, a small right. business owner. The other, you know, retired, happy. And they just, they put it together oh, and they cool. go. And, and it gives me hope that one day, man, I'll be able to do stuff. Just like uh, Steve Trigoliato. Wait, Steve Trigoliato? Yeah. Yeah. I said I'll it give right. you 10 bucks if you can spell that. Dude, yeah. I can't. Patrick can. <laughs> I bet you Patrick could. That wasn't the bet. Dude, I'm just saying, like, I mean, that guy too, man, he's been hunting his whole life. Oh. And, and he knows, like, He's so well connected in our backcountry. So just to sit down with those guys, like I really yeah. want to get Ed, Ed F on here. He he, we're like we we're talking for a half a minute, and we probably will just probably after the season. And then um, there's another guy off the forum and uh, Hatchet. Anyways, these guys are like true killers, like mm-hmm. insane guys, <laughs> you know. And and they just got. I just want to hear their stories and just mm-hmm. hear the wealth of knowledge they have. Oh yeah, you know, it's like it's like bunch of young indians sitting around a campfire with the chief telling stories yeah oh, you know yeah. what i mean that's kind of to put it, it into perspective it, it's so it's so awesome and like like the cool thing is like even even like uh like patrick like he, he can you can go out and sit with, with your friends that don't hunt and you'll probably tell a couple of stories where some of your friends are going to be like 
That sounds kind of cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I've already like, done it, man. There you go. Yeah, I've got a couple guys who are yeah. like, hey, you got to take me out. And I'm like, dude, I don't know anything about hunting. Yeah. And then, well, and then like, like I, I, I mean, I got a couple stories with my dad that probably the, probably the two best ones. One where I was watching a big giant four by four run up a can up, up a canyon and, and I knew my dad was at the bottom and I it just straight running, running, running. And my, and my dad, like he's a, he's a really good shot with a rifle. And I watch that thing run, 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 and and it got to the very top of the ridge, and it stopped and looked back, and then before I heard the gunshot, I saw the deer drop. Yeah, I was like, yeah, dad. And you watched it happen, dude. That's rad. But that's the same guy that I watched fall asleep next to his rifle, and Mm -hmm. I had he had a little fawn about three feet from him sniffing him and i could tell when he was snoring because his fawn would jump back every time he took a snore i was like funny man you know there's so many cool cool adventures like that that happen with with hunting like that's the kind of stuff like like that that you guys are like promoting that's pretty rad that's why like when i when i heard you guys this thing like i was like this this is a good idea it is man we started this thing to get the word out man and help the the younger generations and the people that aren't as fortunate to grow up in a hunting family and and want to get their feet wet Mm -hmm. it it, can i can i sit here and tell you that me and patrick are going to be able to lead someone to success probably not Mm -hmm. but what we can do is possibly open up a door maybe some avenues or they can ask us a question or listen into the podcast and what they will do is find little tidbits Mm -hmm. right that we didn't directly uh, I don't know. How would I say this? Like it, it, they can pull little tidbits from the podcast that might help them get find success. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and Absolutely. That, that's like, why we started this, you know, just like, you know, you started your page to bring awareness to, to the local San Diego hunters. But mm-hmm. what it's doing is, is building community oh, yeah, and camaraderie. Absolutely. And absolutely. with that opens up doors for individuals mm-hmm. and, and ultimately success will come from that from for other people. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's uh, it's so key too. Like, I I mean, like it, I I I feel like before my page started, I was like, when I started doing it, I was having to like reach out and grab at people, and now it's like I'm getting messages, which is which is rad. Like, to, if just to understand that like people are comfortable because there there's a lot of people who still might not like the idea of putting of their their picture with the right. deer there there have been guys who have like actually sent me a picture and then i start asking them questions as to as to uh, about their story because i want to like i like to be able to give a little story with with the deer if there's something cool if not i'll just put up a picture of you with your buck and say congratulations right but as i as i'm trying to ask these questions like guys have like backed out and said you know what i i don't want my my right. picture on there i'm like you know what dude that's totally cool yeah. like just so you know like i don't give out spots i don't give out info any of that um so like it's it's pretty cool that now like i don't feel like i have to reach out like i did like right. like I, it, the page know. is growing yeah people uh, are talking about it yeah and, and maybe they're getting uh, you know, i'm not trying to do anything bad here like it, this is more uh, i don't hashtag anything like I, right. I, like i'm not looking to have a, a million followers or right. anything this is just for local san diego like cool. I, I like local san diego guys following this and I, it's weird because i got a couple guys following from idaho and and you know like texas and everything and they're it's, it's that's pretty cool yeah uh, i'm all right with that but i'm i'm focusing more on doing this just for the san diego guys yeah. like i'm you know i think it's awesome dude so yeah it's it's just so crazy though what you're doing you know what i mean i'm so glad that to hear that story of you talking to your your significant other about 
hey, 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 babe, listen to this, listen. <laughs> yes. I'm not full of shit. Dude. Like, hey, people are actually like liking what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's because hunters are so private in yeah. terms of it's just the nature of who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for when you get the chief telling the stories kind of situation yeah. where you know there is a mentor mentorship like situation going on because dude no hunter no humble hunter really likes to toot their own horn and by nature what we're doing is we're we're going against the grain but we're doing it for the right reason yeah and a lot of people are afraid of that like i i can totally tell where that guy was coming from where he's like ah no i don't want to be associated with the negativity surrounding hunters right now Mm -hmm. but you know he he also didn't want he thought that people would be hitting him up asking about spots and yeah it's another thing of like I've talked to so many people about their spots and like they're you're, you're not going to find me in your spots. I got my right. little honey. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got your own stuff. <laughs> like yeah. and, 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 us, like man. everybody. Yeah. yeah. You got so. your spot and you hold it dear and when that spot gets blown out or whatever, you find another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, honestly, as hunters, we're protecting the things that need to be protected. And, you know, we do that with our, our sensitivity to where we hunt, how we hunt and what we end up taking. Yeah. Because, dude, it's 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 our entire lives. If you think about it, it's, yeah. it's what we live for the nine months of the year that yeah. we're not hunting. That's what I do. And I can totally understand that. Um, but what we're, what we're trying to do is, you know, say, hey, you should do it, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's so worth it. All the emotions that we're feeling, all the all the joys and the sorrows of being a hunter, especially being a bow hunter in Southern California. Oh my gosh! There's so many. It's it's so worth it. Oh, I can yeah. just I can just tell you that. Like you listen to the gut wrenching experience, like episode four, or whatever yeah. is my story, dude. And a lot of people would be like, "Oh man, I'm never gonna hunt. I'm never gonna do right. it." But that's not what we want to do. Yeah. We want to cut the learning curve off for you guys and just say, "Hey, it's worth getting out there and doing it because there's no better conservationist than you, somebody who's been out there, right. done it, and." can speak to it we and tell the story. We literally talked about that for people to learn from that experience. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because what good is it if I if I didn't like keep hunting? If, right. if I just close the chapter and I'm, mm, I'm done. Yeah. Had a bad experience, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool thing is like if somebody new like listens to this, hopefully they're in the right mindset where they can look, listen and say like, oh yeah, I felt like that. That's yeah. normal. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I thought it was just me. Like, right. no, dude, it wasn't you. Like, we all get our asses yeah. kicked out and, there. And like, people, people make bad shots. That's yeah. that's oh, one yeah. thing that I want everybody to know. The, the younger generation coming up, or the people that aren't as experienced, if you make a bad shot on your first opportunity, that happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't give up. And one of the big things that we didn't talk about on the podcast after that happened was the overwhelming amount of support that came yep. because I told my story and said, yeah. dude, you know, there, there's so like, I've had that same exact thing. Don't even worry about it. And mm-hmm. all these people coming out of the word work to tell me to keep going and keep pushing, man, that is so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, but you know, what's it's crappy about the hunting situation now is everybody's so private and you know, it's polarizing the social media yeah. aspect of it. It's either your, your heads or tails. Like, are you, are you for it or are you against it? Right. But, dude, there's so many different aspects to, to see and research and talk about. And really just we want to open up that conversation, the dialogue. Like one of these days we'll get a non-hunter on here. Yeah. And uh, I would like to I would like to have a, a non-hunter can, or anti-hunter on here. Yeah. Can I play? Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> I want to be I part mean, of that one. Listen, <laughs> I actually, you know, not necessarily like these people are probably anti-hunting, but they're probably left-leaning. But I reached out to a Scripps Research Facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aquarium mm-hmm. I did Patrick I reached yeah. out a couple of days ago and I sent him an email and I literally told him flat out what we're all about and I told him that I want to know from their perspective like the health of our oceans mm-hmm. like I want to know what they say I don't care if it's 
on the left side, they're in the middle, or if it's completely biased or unbiased, whatever. I want to know what they think. Like their head scientist there or whoever does it, an oceanographer or, you know, I want to know like from a marine biologist, whoever can come onto the podcast and talk, I want to know what their their thought on the state of our oceans are. Yeah. We have a ton of people in Southern California that are active spear fishermen. They live and breathe, eat, sleep the ocean, and they fish, right? I want to I want to hear it from their perspective like where are we at? Just like I want to hear from a biologist on the mountain lion issue we have, right? That's something that I Patrick, do we got time? Yeah, we got time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, how I, long have we been out this now? Uh, hour more. 15. So if you're yeah, still we, with us, thank we're you. good. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's it's good when people are sticking on this one for sure. But <laughs> look, dude, I, you know, I want to hear your thoughts on the lions in San Diego County. Oh boy. Yeah. So th- so I've I have uh, heard uh, last week when I posted the story about the guy that got the dough. And, uh, you know, after, after the one rolled down, you know, he full draw out the dough and, and the mountain lion jumped on it before he released his shot. Like that was an incredible story. And he is face to face with the mountain lion and he's holding up that decoy and the mountain lion still thought he was a deer. Like that was, that was a crazy story. The, the, what was it that night? I got a phone call from my buddy, Brian, and he was. He w- I mean, he was spazzing out on the phone, and I like I thought maybe he had just shot a monster buck, but him and his buddy were about three miles in, and their whole path out, they could see this mountain lion, and this mountain lion was as far away as 80 yards and as close as 10 yards, and oh all they God. could see was eye shine because they were hiking out at night and three miles in, and they said it was there up until about 200 yards away from their truck, and... Like to hear that, and then, um, then I go to the bow shop, and I'm talking to, to a couple of guys at the shop. I think it was I, I was talking to Jimmy and uh, and Nick about it, and I thought it was I thought we were talking about the same story. But then there was another incident where the guy was hiking in and had a mountain lion on him, and he ended up hiking back to his car and waiting till about 20 minutes after the sun came up. And now this is all just in the last like in the last week and then um you know just just hearing all that and then uh, like like i can't i can't you know stress enough to guys like maybe maybe think about getting some bear spray because i don't know i don't know if you even got a chance if a mountain lion decides it's gonna get you you're probably gonna get it yeah but but like after after talking like i I did a post last year and, and i know some people question it where i said 48 mountain lions uh, live in the lagunas. They don't. They don't live in the lagunas, they but they travel. Through. They pass through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the I talked to a wildlife biologist, and he said that the the one that he really likes is is the mountain lion that they've got collared, and its home range is from five miles north of Julian to uh, twenty three miles north of Ensenada, and it makes that track all the time and just goes back and forth. There's another one that goes from um, just south of Aliso Viejo. Um, uh, up up into the Santa Isabel uh, Indian Reservation. Okay, like these guys, these They're mountain lions are all over yeah. the place. So right. that so at one point in time, there's not 48 mountain lions right. in right. Mount Laguna. But I will say that this year, I haven't, I've never heard of this many sightings. Yeah, there. I I know that last year there was the one that came and got my deer, and it had a cub with it. And then I I also heard of another another cat that had two cubs with it in the same area. 
So right there, you got five cats right off the bat. And so that'll create a few sightings mm -hmm. if you're seeing them. And then that's just in one area. And then there's the other areas. And then uh, I have the one picture on my phone I haven't posted yet. I kind of, I don't know if I want to post it. I, I hate posting mountain lion photos, but I love posting right. mountain lion yeah, photos. Yeah, exactly. But you got four mountain lions at one drinker up up, oh in, my up in Cuyamaca. Right. And, and, you know, when you see stuff like that, you're just like, dude, like, like, we have a lot of mountain lions and the, yeah. the fact that that fish and game is, or I'm sorry fish and wildlife isn't going to change anything they're not we'll, we'll never be able to hunt them there's too many Californians here right. that go oh look at the pretty kitties well they voted the California residents voted to outlaw mountain lion hunting right. it wasn't and even fish and no, wildlife and they have no idea right. anything about mountain mm -hmm. lion habitat or the population or anything right. um, it, it would be nice to have something go our way on that I know that the uh, fish and wildlife, fish and wildlife, uh, or no, the biologist I was talking to is going to be part of a research that's going to happen in 2020, where the mountain lions are are really putting a hit on the on the desert bighorn sheep out, out here in our yeah. local mountains. Yeah, and Borrego. Yeah, because they're easier to get yeah. than a deer, so they they're changing their diet. They're right. going from Laguna now. They're dropping over the side of the hill. So there's yeah. a theory on that, and I have mm -hmm. it. And after you're done, I'll explain it. Okay. It, keep going. Well, well, I just I like. Like with the mountain lion, like that, like they're talking about calling them with with trappers uh, with government shooters. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I hate that they idea. They should just let us do it. Uh, and you know, I, I was listening to your guys's podcast with Steve, yeah. uh, and when he was talking about the pigs and how they brought mm -hmm. in government shooters and it cost one point two million dollars, yeah. yeah. where they could have had hunters do it. Well, yeah. and they would have. What would they would have yeah, uh, generate revenue? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Could you imagine how much guys would pay for a mountain lion tag? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then the the other thing that everybody knows that well there's there's two things that everybody talks about with mountain lions. One, their back straps are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never had it, so and, I don't know, man. And then the, I've never had it either, but I'm looking forward to it someday. I know, like up in up in Utah, I got buddies up there that hunt mountain lions, and, right? And I keep telling them save me some, but they I never make it up in time. And then the other one is the triple S, the shoot, shovel, and shut up. And right. I can't, yeah. I can't tell you guys, yeah. I can't, I can't tell you guys, aim away, like that's not even a thought. Like you have no idea, yeah. how many of those cats are tagged. Dude. It's just such a terrible idea. Yeah, it, it, it's a terrible idea for one, the criminal aspect of it. Yeah, dude, you, you're really gonna get hemmed up, dude. Outside of knowing that that thing's gonna jump on you, I've never been ten yards face oh. to face where I completely knew what it was. Like I've mm -hmm. had cats around me. Yeah, like I we've talked about it, but I'm saying like if I was ten yards from a cat mm -hmm. and I and I knew it was a cat, like I don't know how I would react. To be completely honest, but ultimately, man, the best thing to do is to not shoot it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, but also also the best thing to do is like uh, be healthy to take care of your family too. Yeah, well, exactly. well, well and, 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 if it's me or him, well, no, that's what I'm saying. At ten yards, man, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, if you I'm got it at eighty yards, night, so. If you got it at eighty yards, don't, don't be bombing arrows at it. Yeah, um, you know, I do. I I know. Fancy this. I do have a video that was sent to me uh, by Bruce actually uh, last week of a guy. I believe he's in a ground blind. You never actually see the guy or where he's in, but he's got a mountain lion in front of him at fifteen feet. Oh man, he's crouching down, yep. tail wagging, yep. ready to play, and then all of a sudden he gets serious. Ears back, ready to go, and the whole it's a nine minute video, and the whole time the guy's screaming at the guy and it. I mean, I was he's telling, screaming at it. Oh yeah, he's he's yelling at it. Uh, um, and there's a video. Yeah, yeah. And well, he probably was justified to shoot it. Oh, he well, could have got away with it. 
He didn't. He didn't shoot it until ten minutes into the video. Oh, he did shoot it. That's ten minutes uh, too long for me. I would have had an arrow in it at about three seconds into yeah. the video, yeah. dude. Oh. Listen, John, JP Outdoors. Oh, your guys' mountain lion experience, dude. Is already face like, to face with one. Yeah, I, I just and I, I had the one. I don't know what he said it was, 16 yards behind me. I had one that I think was about 40 yards in the, you know, the moonlight. wearing different cologne, yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, it was wicked. Oh it's but, at Old Spice. Oh, maybe, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't believe in that scent stuff. Just play the wind. Yeah, yeah so right. I don't what I wear out there, right? But uh, so to, you know, to kind of get back to like why the sightings and all that kind of stuff. So this is my theory on it, okay? And I haven't said it yet, but I'm going to say it right now. You know how like when we're in a drought. Mm-hmm. The lines pick off the deer because mm-hmm. they're easy to get to, right? Yeah. Because all the deer are going to the water holes, the springs, whatever. They're able to they're able to grab them easier. Mm-hmm. They're ambush tactics, right? Yeah. When we have a wet winter like we had last year, right, and there's water everywhere, well, lions they they prey on deer, they prey on other mammals. You know what I mean? They don't prey. Yeah historically on humans yeah but when you have a wet winter right and there's green everywhere and there's water everywhere tons of growth tons of growth deer harder to find yep right so if a lion is looking for deer out of their normal area where they look for them and then they see a hunter or a a person walking his dog or a family out hiking they're gonna they're curious they're gonna stalk so then hence more sightings Mm -hmm. also hence them changing their diets because deer are harder to kill, right? Prey are harder to kill in wetter environments, right? Mm-hmm. And so the mountains, uh, i.e. Cuyamaca, that's why they're dropping off, going into the desert and hunting the, the drinkers for the bighorn sheep. Oh, yeah. So now it's a, it's just like in the drought again. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, that, you know, people are wondering why they're seeing so many cats. And then you, you hear about that kid getting smoked or not smoked, but getting attacked. And his mm-hmm. old man, what was it, a couple months ago, down off yeah. the 56, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like it's, they wonder why that's happening, but it's because deer are harder to kill now. Mm-hmm. Because not that there isn't as many as there was or whatever the reason may be, but yeah, I'm way thinking. Way more it, cover. Yeah, way more cover and may, way more water, mm-hmm. which makes it harder for them to kill him yeah i'll add to that i think uh also one of the reasons why there's so many mountain lions uh sightings going on right now is because we're not allowed to hunt them well without a doubt oh dude let me let me let me touch on this real quick we were in utah on our elk hunt we were going up into a new area and uh, we stopped boom there was a there was a mama lion with two cubs dude at 100 yards they both crouched or all three of them crouched boom i hopped out of my truck or i hopped out of the truck started ranging it Mm-hmm. right just arrange it and uh they took off bro 100 <laughs> yards are gone mm-hmm. but that's because they have a natural fear of humans up it, there humans are allowed to hunt yeah them. you can hunt them and down here i wanted to see how far those things were just because they were so small i'm just trying to range right mm-hmm. i mean i i just wanted to get closer to yeah. be honest and anyways they took off out here they don't get hunted they have no fear of humans and I truly believe, even if they don't allow hunting of lions, if they just allowed houndsmen to run lions, they'd leave people alone. That's a, that's actually a pretty good call right there. Run, they, why can't they should? They're not going to kill them. Well, unf- I mean, I've talked to enough enough guys who who know, which I, I probably shouldn't even say it because it, I I can't say this for sure, but I, I hear about how many mountain lions are put down by, by fish and wildlife or by park rangers and all that. Yeah. And 
It's a it's a pretty good number. Dude, it is because there's a lot of them. There's a lot. My of buddy them. from work showed me a video. A fishing game came out. One killed like I don't know, a fucking goat or some shit. Mm-hmm. They called the sheriff. The sheriff yeah, said, "Call I've the heard ward." Of this video. It's they, a popular video. They, they caught the fucker in the ca- in the cage, mm-hmm. and they had it. And he was like taking a video, and it's like <laughs> like going crazy. They ended up, you know, mm-hmm. killing killing the lion. Yeah. On the first offense. Mm-hmm. And it's there's a reason why they're killing them when they catch them. Cause there's a lot of them, yeah. you know, you go to, you go to, you know, you go to other towns up North, they, they have a problem bear. They trap it and relocate it. They don't kill it until like the third or fourth offense or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. or if they do something really bad. Yeah. Whereas here you catch a lion, they don't even retrap. They say, Oh, we got plenty of them. Yeah. That's, they're not afraid. That one, the one that uh, attacked the kid, um, they, when they went out looking, you, you know, they're out there uh, investigating the site, checking everything out. And it, it came out of the bushes and stood there, stood there and looked at everybody. And like that was right there on the spot was when they put it down. They had to. Good. Like, yeah. And I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Like, I yeah. I mean, you know, um, we're easy. We are, we are easy prey, man. Well, we are. And oh, my God. T- Tony, yep. <laughs> Tony Hunt shoot drags a big dude, and he's all he's all worried about it. I said, dude. I, uh, I'd like to hunt with him because they probably look at him thinking he's pretty tasty. There's yeah. a lot more of him yeah. than me, man. Well, he, like, dude, <laughs> me and Patrick over here. We're I, like, I, can, I could probably outrun Tony, so yeah. that's fine. Oh, no, yeah, you could. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Tony is a big dude, man. When he put my shirt on I know, at the man. shoot, like, dude, <laughs> oh, my God, that was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> it's just, you know, the lion problem, there's – I just – I don't like how they're not open about it. I feel like if the biologists were open about the problem, like, and they don't, I don't think they think there is a problem. That's probably my biggest gripe with it. No, the biggest thing is it's, it's, it's from the public. The public opinion of, of mountain lions is what generates funding for a certain project. And everybody needs a job at the end of the day. And guess what? The lions give somebody a job. That's true. And a lot of people are like, Hey, they're just cats. But no, imagine your house cat, your domestic house cat, on the worst day possible, mm-hmm. and it's curiosity, and that sucker digging its freaking claws in your hand. Right. And now imagine that at 160 pounds. Yeah. I mean, with a four foot long tail. You're absolutely right. And then we kind of talked about, we've touched on this before, and said, like, dude, you know, people fend off mountain lions and all this shit, right? Mm. It's like, that's almost like a shark attack, right? It's like an exploratory attack. Mm-hmm. Because if a shark wants to kill you, it's gonna, yeah. right? A mm-hmm. cat. Like a, a lion, if it wants to kill you, it's gonna. I don't care if you fend it off, whatever. They take down wild animals that are way stronger than us, that put up way bigger of a fight, and all they're there to do is breed and live. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what they're here for. Like we have all this, we're soft, right? Yeah. If you had a house cat, right? If that thing wanted to get you, he's gonna get you. And it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter, dude. You could scream at it, yell at it, throw something at it. Imagine that, like Patrick said, dude, 150 pounds. Oh, yeah. He's going to get your ass. Yep. It's like a bee, man. If a bee wants to sting you, I don't care if you got a bee suit on, he's going to sting you. He'll yeah. get through that song, bitch. You're getting it. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you've ever, like, had to wrap, I've, I've had to wrap up with a, uh, with a Rottweiler down in Mexico once at the house, and he's a beast. He was probably about 170 pounds, and I managed to hold him down. And my dad taught me how to grab a dog. And he, he said that the one thing is, is when you grab onto him like that, you're not going to get to let go until he submits. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I was attached to this Rottweiler for almost 10 minutes. Yeah. But the thing and, is, is he don't have articulating legs with claws <laughs> that retract. Right. You know, right. it's like a little Velocis Raptor coming at you, bro. Yeah. Uh, but like the, when you do, when you get into a situation like that and you just experience how powerful an animal is like that. Like, yeah. 
it's nuts. I mean, oh my god, dude! Like I, I, I was wrapped onto that thing, and I've had it on, had him on my back and on his back, and then we were, and and just to think, like, now imagine something sneaking up on you. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, they and, are oh my, apex predators. Yeah. yeah. They are, they're as good as it gets. Head biters, bro. Thousands of years of evolution into <laughs> yeah. into that animal. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they are beautiful. I'll tell you that much. I've seen pictures. I yeah. haven't seen one in real life except for at a zoo. And I think they belong in zoos. That's great. So yeah. I can see them mm-hmm. and respect them. Yeah. But, uh, dude, I, I would crap a brick if yeah. I was in John's situation yeah. with uh, him getting getting walked up on. Or you. Walk, no. dude. Walk straight up on John, straight at him. Now the worst thing is, like, just think about how many encounters are happening that we don't hear about. I well, know. yeah, exactly. That's, well, that, like, for example, not the one, not the eighteen-yard one that was behind me, but the one I was in my spot, and it was probably forty yards and just kind of shadowed out. And I, it, at one point, I thought it was a deer. And the more and more I think about it, like, maybe it's my mind telling me that. But mm-hmm. I can guarantee you this has happened more than once. So I'm going to yeah. say it's a lion. Yeah. That thing knew I came in. Mm-hmm. It came up from behind me and decided to go around me. And now, granted, yeah, I've never had a bad experience with a lion. So the majority of the info out there that fish and game and biologists and people that are saying, you know, typically they don't mess with you. Right. Mm-hmm. I get it. But yeah. think about the lions that you don't see and if they wanted to get you. Yeah. yeah. Because they're not getting at you because they're smart animals. They think, hey, maybe I have never seen this thing before. Maybe it's not worth it to give it a shot. Right. But I am going to get closer and investigate. <laughs> Smells kind of funky. Yeah. Let me let me get out of here. Right. That's like, exactly how it it's, works. It's weighing its options, mm-hmm. man. And it's just like one of those things where I don't want to be the guy who's, you know, who takes the chance yeah. and lets it get too close. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. It's uh, but bear spray. Yeah. Bear, bear spray is probably it is. Feet. <laughs> Dude, I think bear spray is probably the best option. No. I, I really do because I, I, you know, it works great on Antifa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Works great on them. Why wouldn't it work good on a lion? I've gotten pepper uh, spray, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, you, it's could, bad. you took yeah. it in like, the I, face. I, I can attest to it. It's bad. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I, I don't know, man. I'm going to pepper spray my crew tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll call you guys back. I'm going to get, get some bear get spray. But, you know, Jeez. I mean, it is what it is and, and I don't see any end in sight, but no, it's, it, it is, it, it's, it's a tough one. It's like, I, I understand like, you know, well, all the people in California, they're never going to, they're never going to buy our side. They're never, never. going to understand no. why we hunt. They're they going to, they're going to believe that they are, they are kill free. They don't have any blood on their hands from anything. And, and even when you can prove it to them, they still won't buy into it. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's a you'll death never by, win their vote dude yeah. it's it's a never win their, and that's the only cuts. that's the only way yeah so i mean um, with that we might as well transition to our favorite question uh what's your favorite thing in your pack in your pack yeah not your bow but in your pack and that could be in your bino harness just you know in a pack what is it tony, tony would kill us if we didn't ask you that yeah mm. god dude that's a tough one um Cause usually like I'll throw some, some jerky in there or something, which is always good. You know, you can never argue with it, good jerky. It doesn't have but, to be food. It, it can be anything. Oh, in I know. Pack, so. <laughs> but I, I gotta say, um, so my buddy Andrew, like he got married, uh, last year, I think it was a year and a half ago. Um, and I was, his, I was his best man in his wedding and he gave me this buck knife and it, it, it's a rad knife. And I've, now I've gutted, uh, I think three animals with it. 
I, I mean, I'm so stoked on that knife. Like every time I pull it out, I just look at it and it's all shing. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like I, I'm so stoked. And like, I'll send him a picture of it all bloody and everything. Yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah. check it. Well, like, that's a good one right there, man. Yeah. Um, I, and the, and the biggest thing is like, you, you need a good, you need a good blade whenever you're out there. Like, there you, you go. Know, if, if you have something like, I, I mean, when I, I used to have like this 1918, like air force knife that's all beat up and my dad gave it to me and that's what I used to use. And I, I could go across my arm and just, it wouldn't yeah. do it, but I'd still yeah. get her done. And, yeah. and, uh, it was, I knew that, you know, the blade on that was I'd sharpen it. And by the time I was three cuts into a deer, like it'd be, it'd already be dull. Yeah. But I, I got comfortable with that. And then like when I used that knife that Andrew gave me, you know, at, at his wedding, like I remember just, I barely touched my finger and I was just like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> I'm going to bleed it right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the and, super glue. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, oh man. That's yeah, an awesome one. I definitely got to say that. I mean, aside from all the essentials, you know, you always got your binos and like, like your your range finder and all the things you need but i gotta say like that that but right there the like when nostalgic. you asked me when you asked me that was the first thing that yeah. came to yeah. mind there it is dude yeah. there's just something about a tool that you look forward yeah. to using mm-hmm. and w- with a situation like that you know when you pull that sucker out it's business time yeah. you know what I mean? yep. yeah that's exactly. oh. it, it doesn't come out until it's time yeah, yeah. patrick so, hit it right on the yeah. head yeah i love yeah. stuff like that that's a, that is uh, that is awesome. Well, listen, bro, we appreciate it letting us come down and having a conversation with you. I'm sure that the viewers and listeners are gonna gonna love it, man. Good conversation all the way around, man. Yeah, Travis, do you have anything you want to plug or uh, yeah. anything you like know, that? Uh, I was talking with my buddy because we, you know, we when we were up on that elk hunt, like we were going through so much, um, so many like you know emotions or just all the stuff you learn and everything, mm-hmm. just like just like the stuff that you've. Um, you don't think about like a, like a lot of guys go hunting or whatever for a weekend or whatever and change of elevation, you know, like yeah. anytime you're changing elevation, you need to really, you need to shoot and check your arrows and all that. And then uh, like, um, something my buddy Andrew picked up that I, he threw it at me this year is like, whenever we'd get to our spot to hunt, like he'd, he'd knock an arrow and then he'd draw back and he'd go to full draw, set his anchor and just hold steady and everything. And he'd hold it for about 20 seconds and just make sure everything was good mm-hmm. and then let it down. And I was like, I was like, I saw him do that and I did it. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, even if you're out sitting bored, nothing's moving, just do, do a it. quick draw back and check your shooting lanes. See if you can make, make sure your bow's that's all good a like real that. Good pointer. Uh, I, I was like, I was really, really impressed with that. Um, and then, and then like, uh, I guess probably like, um, uh, you know, just remember to stay stoked on it. Like, you know, like with all, with everything that happens, like, um, you know, like, like all the preparation you do for your, for your trips and everything. And like you get there and then you're going to, you're going to let like a, uh, like a, a, a missed opportunity kill your trip and you're going to, you know, like get all bummed out about it. Like that's, that's not why we're there. No, it's not. So, um, uh, and then God, I guess I just got to, remind everybody like make sure when you put your jacket on your releases and pulled up <laughs> yeah. your elbow <laughs> yeah well that, like, that goes into oh when you sit God, down to hunt dude. man draw back your bow because you would have yeah. known that if you did that i would have known had we had time but it was such a shit show at that yeah, point like where true. we we ran across the meadow Heart pounding. And, and yeah it was it was um it, it was a um intense moment and right. to see it end like that like it was it was such a bummer and like uh, you know i was like same thing like got back to camp and i was so bummed and i remember like 
Like I was so afraid to call my chick because my, my my chick she's rad. She's she loves that I hunt. She loves yeah. that I bring home food. And she told me if I didn't get an elk, I couldn't come home. Ooh, and ooh, like there you go. that was uh, that was like uh, that, that's like inspiration to get yeah, after it. I yeah. mean, I I almost killed Andrew like. When we were it, we were in another rainstorm where where we're down at the bottom of this ridge and we hadn't really seen much all day and and all of a sudden like it stops raining and we look up and we can see one elk on the ridge and it was way the hell up there and it came over and I call it, tried to call her in and she played for a little bit for about twenty minutes and then we saw her walk over the ridge and I just looked at him and I said let's go do this dude and like yeah. we threw in our packs and we ran up just this ridge for it. just about killed the guy man yeah. he was we got up to the top he's like you, you almost killed me right. like. Drink water, dude. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> Let's go. yeah. Um, you know, like, like you never know when when anything good is going to come out of it, and mm-hmm. like, like, you know, like, it's just it's why we do it. It's it, like on average, like with bow hunting, like you got ten percent success rate on yeah. average with yeah. rifle. You got thirty percent. So there's a good chance you're going to be in that seventy to ninety percent. Yeah, all the way around. Unsuccessful. Yes. And still, like, if you're feeling that bad. And you see that one of your buddies has gotten a deer, go over and bump some backstrap off him. There you go. <laughs> That'll make anybody happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, just stay, just stay positive. Yeah. That's it. And if yeah. worse comes to worse, like you, you hit me up, we'll go shoot. I'll, I'll help you break some arrows and that'll really bum you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, man, Travis, thank you so much for doing everything that you do. Like I can't say it enough. It, it's like, it just fans the flame for me, uh, like as a new hunter, like er, seeing everything that you're doing. Like I even said it in the in the last po- or in the in the bonus episode podcast, where man, I hope that we can reach as many people as you do, and you know, do the same thing that you're doing for the community and just being a positive light for others. That's yeah. right. I, I appreciate it so much. And and um, you know, one last thing I want to touch on real quick is just uh, if you, if you get a deer down, you want me to post it if it's local throw it at me and if it's out of state and you know if it's out of state i want it to be a little bit bigger a little bit more of a trophy but if it's your first year like don't worry about it send it at me i'm hoping that both of you guys are going to end up on the pages here yeah. dude i'm oh like, man i'm hoping man. i know you guys are i know you guys are gunning for it and you yeah. guys are out there quite a bit and, mm-hmm. and uh ready to uh, i mean i'm ready to see some bucks go down man. i know man i and Sunday. even a few does, dude. Like yeah. does are tasty. Listen, yes. I'll tell you right now. I'm gonna shoot the first doe I see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 ain't, I ain't waiting. Yeah, I'm like, not waiting, man. This this year, dude, is a different story, man. I I get an opportunity at a doe first day. Boom, done. I I'll give it a shot. My buddy Bill says, if I don't care if it's got milk dripping off its lips, <laughs> it's going down. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm like, wow, dude. Yeah, that's how it works. I love it. Well, sweet man, I appreciate it. Like I like Patrick said, man. We you know. We, we're just happy you're here and, and came on the podcast and allowed us to come down and do this with you, man. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. And once again, and, guys, just make sure you check out uh, Travis's page at uh, San Diego underscore Muleys uh, on Instagram and uh, look out for uh, some of his shoots that are going to be coming up uh, after season, of course, because, you know, hey, season's time to, mm-hmm. to get the rubber on the road. But uh, other than that, Brandon, you got anything to add? No, nothing. Really, I, I mean, we covered a lot on this podcast. Yeah. So if uh, any of you guys out there listening to this have any questions at all, feel free to hit us up. You, you know, uh, we, we we have no problem communicating with you guys and, and giving you tips, pointers, whatever we can do, point you in the right direction. You know, uh, hit up Travis. I'm sure he'll do the same for you. So just just keep that open. If coming, you know, you're getting down on yourself this hunting season, just understand that more people than you are going through it, bro. So 
everybody's yeah. getting down on themselves right yeah. now because the, the deer just aren't moving. But yeah. don't worry, guys. It's going to get cold. It's going to get cold. They're and gonna it's going to get better. Well, other than that, Brandon, there you go. Another there you one. Go. Can I get some of that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Oh, <God. laughs> there so you go. Clever. That's right. I'm so down clever. for another Pacifico. Let's do this. <laughs>